Dimity McDowell here with the Train Like a Mother Club, the Ultra Edition. And um, hanging out in Bend, Oregon, just off the Western States 100, is Coach Stephanie Howe-Violet. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon, Stephanie. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, good. Um, yeah, dogs just getting background? settled back in. Yeah, they're, they're just crazy. Yeah. yeah. They bark yeah. at everything now that there's two of them. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're protecting the house. That's awesome. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, good. Well, so we have, um, we're going to kind of treat this a little bit like half and half. We have some questions from um, our athletes who are in the ultra program, the 50K program and the 50 miler program. And then, like I just said, I mean, literally last weekend, you were running in um, 100 plus degree temperatures. And I know we all kind of like to hear those stories. <laughs> yeah. So um, so you want to talk a little bit about um, your preparation for Western States 100 and, and um, if it differed at all from previous races or how you felt going in? Um, yeah, I guess my training is different for any race I do, even from year to year doing the same race. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I just kind of roll with how things are feeling. So this year was, was very different because I had, um, I think we had, we talked after I ran in Peru. Um, yes, yeah, we did. Myself. Um, so yeah, I had to to train a little different leading into Western States um, just because of that. So thankfully I have enough experience to know that uh, year to year it doesn't have to look the same because this year was quite light in the running department, <laughs> sure. but that was okay. I felt fit. Um, I was ready and yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a hot year. So it I had to get ready year. for that because um, we, I mean, now it's like 60, 70, nice. But before I left, it was like 50. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here you mean, you mean in Bend, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Bend. Yeah. Because yeah, the race, it's in, Cal where is it in California? It starts in Squaw Valley and it finishes okay. in Auburn. So it's, but it goes through um, these canyons and in the canyons, you drop down to the river and it's usually like, it's usually 100 plus in the canyons yeah yeah, yeah. you run you climb more than eighteen thousand feet and then descend another five thousand at twenty three um thousand feet of yep. descending i mean that is just those numbers are staggering staggering to me so <laughs> um so one of the things i was reading i did a little research prior to talking to you um and i was reading something that um your coach jason coop wrote about um preparing for the heat and he said sometimes you know obviously you you live in a pretty moderate place so you cannot prepare for 100 degrees he said that a good a good idea is to head to the sauna after a run for like 20 to 30 minutes um that's a good heat acclimatization if that's how you say it <laughs> acclimatization <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you do that at uh, all yeah and so it, let me just back up a little bit with the, okay. the heat training because um, yeah, I definitely did that for this race because this race is incredibly hot, like, you know, over a hundred degrees for sure. And, and a hundred miles. So it's a really long time. Um, heat training is great for that kind of thing, but it's not, it's not necessary for, you know, shorter races oh. or races where you're not going to be in the heat like that. Um, I know a lot of people who do it on a regular basis and basically they're just putting more stress on their body, um, than they need. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where if you're going to race in the heat, then it's a good idea. So yeah, I did. I have a really specific heat protocol that I follow. That's nothing crazy. I did five sessions. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sat in the sauna for 20 minutes after um, some key runs. And then, um, yeah, I mean, oh, you're basically just looking for your body to get um, 
like a sweating response. So you, you start to sweat a little bit sooner and uh, more dilute sweat. And it doesn't take much to get that. Sure. And I should preface that he was talking about how he was reading about he's preparing people for bad water too, which is obviously like oh, you know, a, yeah. a notch up even from- That is a race I will never do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, so, yeah. so yeah, no, I didn't want to infer that these that, that the people that are listening should go in and try the heat thing. Oh, I was yeah, yeah. That's what you did um, because it is, I did. It is yeah. a big jolt going from 50 degrees to 100 degrees, you know, in the heat yeah, of the day. it is. So, it is, for sure. Um, well, cool. And so talk about um, standing on the starting line of- you know, yet another hundred miler. I mean, do you still feel that kind of butterfly giddiness or do you feel like a little bit like, or do you have more strategy in mind or is it a mix of both? I mean, I'm just curious. This year I was pretty calm. I, I yeah. was excited, but I wasn't, I wasn't really nervous. Um, I mean, you get a little nervous because you know things are going to happen, but I wasn't really nervous about the race. I was just, I felt ready. So I was more excited. Okay. On the start line. Yeah. Um, and then I read it. So you have a you have a little bit of a um, a ritual, I guess. With is it Casey? Is that how you say your name? Oh you yeah. Up, yeah. Talk. I mean, yeah, this I like I like the spirit of that so much. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it started the first year. We both ran Western States for the first time um, in 2014, and we stopped at the top and looked at the sunrise. <laughs> um, actually, I stopped at the top and looked at the sunrise, and she was with me. Um, or like a little bit behind me and we just like made a, made it a thing. And so every year that we've run it together, um, we've just stopped there and like waited and just took, you turn around and you look at Lake Tahoe and you can see the sun rising and it's really cool. So I just think it's a good way to start the day and to not be going too hard. I mean, it's, you know, it's really easy because you're just climbing up this, this huge hill. Um, basically you start in Squaw Valley and you go to the top um of where the ski lift is and then you start running so it's like three miles uphill um so it's a, just a really good way to like reset and just kind of chill out and take a moment to like i don't know be thankful <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's great it's, it's about four like four four to five miles in somewhere in there i think it's may i think it's less than that i think it's only three oh. miles in oh, okay. um yeah it's like 3500 feet just like up though okay. straight up Wow. So, so are you running that at the very beginning? Or are you just fast hiking that? I don't run it. I just, yeah. I just hike it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some little jogging sections, but not really. No. Okay. Good to know. Okay. And so then, yeah. so then you're in, and so um, just talking about the course, I mean, like, are there points where you, cause you've run it some, um, a, num a handful of times. I mean, do you know that there are going to be certain parts that are always harder for you just mentally for whatever reason? Um, or is it just really, a certain point of the day or a certain distance that you hit it kind of depends on the day and how the race is going but yeah there's parts that i look forward to more than others for sure yeah. um fortunate well i guess this year i i felt good the entire day i didn't really have any low spots um until suddenly i had a low spot. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, my body felt good. My energy was good. So it was kind of surprising. Like my attitude was like, wow, I'm already here. Like I'm already, I'm already at mile 40. Like this is crazy. Whereas last year I was done. I was sure. done by mile 30. Like that's not I, a fun way to race. No. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't have, ago. yeah. Yeah. This year I didn't really have those places that were tough. Um, I just felt good. 
Good. Well, there was one yeah. picture, I think it, I run far or someone else put it up on Twitter and you were at like my almost 62 and you're like, I am so happy right now. And I was in your oh, just yeah. this awesome smile on your face. And it was just mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, that was just, I just loved again, like the spirit of that. And just the idea that you are, you know, you could, you could just feel it coming through the phone almost, right. That you were just like yeah. in a good place. You were feeling strong and you were really um, grateful to be out there, right? Like that's, I think sometimes, yeah. you know, especially when you're racing at the, you know, for the front of the pack, sometimes I think it's probably a little easy to lose that perspective. Yeah, I was, I was so happy. Um, yeah. And it was such a contrast to the year before. Um, like I, I actually, um, last year I had to lay down at Devil's Thumb for about an hour. And this year I got up to Devil's Thumb. They usually have the same volunteers at the aid stations. And I was like, there's no crying this year. <laughs> and they were all really happy to see me just go in and out of there. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it was definitely fun to, to be able to be on that side of it this year. Good. And how was your stomach? Because we know that that's kind of been oh, it was great. a thing. Everything I was solid. I, I didn't get nauseous the entire day. So wow. that was really cool. It, yeah. Was there anything that you did differently or was it just, again, like kind of the perfect storm of everything coming together? Because you know, we've talked a lot you know, about I, starting yeah. eating early, right? I, I don't think, I think it wasn't luck. I think mm -hmm. I, 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 tr I like really made sure I made a point to do all the little things this year. And um, my problem last year, I think, I, I'm not sure. I think we talked about this with nutrition. My problem was in the training runs. I, I was so comfortable with my fueling plan that I used other food in my training runs. And this year, every long run, I use my race nutrition strategy and um, it worked so well. Yeah, good, good. Um, well, and let's, I, so again, I've never been on this course. I will never be on this course. But mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I saw was was Cal 2. Um, is that a street in the middle of oh, the? No, um, Cal Street is the name of the section from Forest Hill to the river. Um, and okay. the aid stations there are Cal 1, Cal 2, and Cal 3. And they have okay. other names, but that's just what we call it is Cal Street. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a road? Like you so say you're running on the road for a while? No, no, you oh. just go on the road through Forest Hill for about a half mile. Yeah, oh, there's okay. there's no road. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it's I a trail. So, but I was like, but it sounded like it was a tough. Well, again, I was reading Casey's um, recount of it, and she said that was a tough place for her. And I was just thinking, like, oh yeah, hit the road in the middle of, but it's if it's not a road. But I mean, no, is that, no, is that, a, is that a difficult? Street. Yeah, is that a difficult part though, um, mentally? Yeah, I mean you're at mile sixty to eighty on Cal Street, so it's it's you're getting there. It's usually the hottest point of the day. Um, it's a lot of downhill and rollers, and so you can't if your legs are tired. Um, it's really hard. Yeah, and how did your legs feel at that point? Oh, really good. Well, really good. Yeah, I, I mean I'm like alluding to like the so I ended I ended up um like uh tearing my vmo um in my quad and okay. probably uh mile i don't know when that actually happened it started hurting mid run so uh after after green gate the river i couldn't run downhill anymore so that oh, was really sad yeah so wow. i don't i don't i didn't really talk about it too much publicly sure. like Cause I hate when people finish and they're just like, blah, 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 this happened. But um, yeah, it was really, I felt amazing, amazing. Um, but then that happened and it kind of, it kind of stunk because I went from, um, I was 
like just about into second um and then i i dropped to six so i'm actually pretty bummed <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. can see that for sure what yeah but could you like viscerally feel something happen in your leg in your quad um so it started at about mile 50 i just felt this uh. little like um not like twinge but just like muscle like really like pinpointed muscle soreness and you know you got 50 more miles around there's no way i'm gonna yes. stop <laughs> um sure. so i just kept going and um uh it just kind of got progressively worse and then with all like it, it was fine mostly on the uphills and flats it was just the downhills okay. um but unfortunately there's a lot of downhill so <laughs> yeah i uh, after yeah after cal yeah. street um it just was it was just done so uh, i yeah. I had to walk all the downhills, um, which is really stinky because um, you lose a lot of time doing that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I hope that we didn't push you into that. I mean, oh, I no, just... it's fine. I mean, I've been I've been talking about it a little bit. I've I've got crutches, so people have seen me like crutching around now. So, um, oh, okay. I, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where it, you know, from the outside, just seeing my result, it's everyone's like, oh, good job. And yeah, yeah. although I'm, I'm thrilled, um, you know, I get to go back next year. That's great. Um, I'm actually kind of bummed because I think you I have you there. there. Yeah. I think yeah. I would have finished second. Um, so yeah. it's it yeah. frustrating that people pass you towards the end when you can't really run anymore and you're feeling amazing. I was still feeling amazing. So yeah. it's like, come on, yeah. like, work with yeah. me. Well, and especially, I mean, not that, um, you know, the downhills, I know that those hurt, but it's also, you get a little bit of a gift of gravity, you know, I mean, it's one thing, right, right. I mean, you like, know, like yeah, there had to be the climbs, okay, you know, but it's, uh, it's like the, the best, the, easy, the easiest part of the race, which I know is I'm putting that in quotation marks, if you're listening and yeah. not seeing. Um, yeah. Wow, well, good for you. I mean, so thank you for, first of all, for, for again, for sharing that and for also just, um, have you done any kind of mental I mean, obviously, you, you've probably taken care of the physical side of things. I mean, have have you reconciled it at all? Or I mean, it's pretty fresh. So are you? It's still fresh. I've got to yeah. go get an MRI tomorrow. So okay. that'll, that'll tell me You're if it's gonna... torn or just a, it's either a deep strain or torn. And I'm I'm hoping that it's just a strain, but I think it's I think it's torn. So oh. um, it's OK. It, honestly, okay. it's a muscle, right? So those will heal like yeah. good blood flow. I just. And I don't care that I can't run. I just hope it doesn't cut into my son because this this is my month of like doing all the things I can't do when I run. So I really want to paddle and go hiking and go camping. Um, yeah. So hopefully this doesn't stop that. Yeah, I hope <laughs> we always hope so too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm like processing it, and like you know, these things happen in hundred milers, like. I don't know. It never goes perfectly. So I guess I'm still happy that I kind of bombed the end and I still did okay. So yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going to be, I'm in an okay headspace. Good, good. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> um, and, um, and so you, like you just said, I just want to just so you, so if, if this wouldn't have happened, even if, you know, you would not be jumping into training again right now, you would take the month of July oh, yeah. more or less to chill out and, and ride mm -hmm. your, cruiser bike and do some paddling and stuff like that yeah yeah i was already planning to take off at least two or three weeks um sort of a month but i it, at the end i start to get back into like hiking and that sort of thing but yeah i i definitely like to take the time off and physically one just to let my body heal 
Um, although I'm, I'm not beat up from this race. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I feel really good. But two, mentally, I feel like, you know, if you push, you know, hard during training or you just always, you know, you have an agenda you have to follow. I think it's really good to like step away from that for a few weeks and refresh. Um, that's kind of one of my, my keys to still enjoying running for mm -hmm. year after year, um, rather than get burned out. I think, I think that's the mental side is almost more important. Yeah. And this is kind of out of left field, but I'm always curious and it happens to me after I've done, you know, a long effort workout or, um, or definitely a race. I have a really hard time sleeping that night. And I always wonder about people who cut like yourself, like out there or even people that are out there longer, you know, when they barely make the 30 hour cutoff. Like, how do you like come down to, to sleep or do you, can you do that naturally? I can't really sleep. Um, yeah. It just, everything hurts. Um, I, I get a little nauseous too in the hours after. So I normally just, it just doesn't feel good. So, and it, unfortunately, like nobody else sleeps either because I, this year, especially I couldn't, I couldn't walk like literally oh, I had yeah. to be carried everywhere. So anytime I need something, I'd be like, Zach, and then my <laughs> husband. So I kept him up the whole night too, which, yeah. So I sleep when I get home the next day um, and still not that, that well. So usually like it takes, what would that be? The, Monday night was when I slept a lot. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's so so out of whack and you're so amped up. I mean, you know, again, like like I'm talking about, like for me, like being out there for a long run, like two and a half or three hours. And I couldn't, you know, I can't imagine, yeah. you know, spreading that out. Um, but you need it so badly too that I think it's almost like they're like two opposing forces. Like, I gotta sleep, I'm so tired, but you can't sleep. I know, so, but you can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, um, well, so let's shift and focus a little bit. I've got the races in front of me um, for our team, our team uh, yeah. bammers, our ultra bammers. And we've got some great, we've got most of the people are racing in September, October. Um, we've got um, Leah is taking on a Sinister 7 Ultra, um, actually in about, well, on, on July 6th. Um, so hers is coming up, but everybody else is kind of in I would say kind of the thick of their weeks of training, um, you know, and so where, so when you're in this part of your training cycle, when the race, you know, you, the starting kind of momentum is gone, but the finish, but the other starting line that you can actually race at is still feels like months away. How do you kind of mentally keep, keep yourself fresh and, and motivated? Well, and this is kind of like um, long, like long-term thinking about it. Um, like I said, after a big, training block like that I take time off just to give myself that um that mental reset so what I would do in this point of my training is to like think about that like I'm gonna work really hard right now I'm just gonna keep you know every day tackle my workout because you know after my race I'm gonna give myself this time so I think it, it helps knowing that that after your race you know you can be <laughs> lazy AF sure. um, on the couch sure. and um, I, I think you kind of can like compartmentalize it or almost just like not trick yourself into it because it, it should be somewhat enjoyable but just know that a break is coming sure. so yeah and then also break it down into small like look only a week ahead possibly you know just think of like okay what am I doing this week what's the goal this week what's my long run and then you know it, it kind of keeps it in the present um, so that you're just kind of focusing on what you're doing. So break it up into manageable bite sizes. 
Sure, sure. Um, so this is a question I we've got Robin and Francine are both listening right now. And if you guys have a question or you want to um, pipe in, uh, definitely just raise your hand and we can either chat. I can read your question or you guys can talk to Stephanie. But um, so she's running, they're running um, the Hennepin, let's see, what is it called? The Hennepin 100. And um, that's what Francine is running. And Robin is not on this list. So she's probably running. She said, so basically they're both running flat races. Um, okay. She's wondering about modifications you should make when, when they're prepping for a, a flat, like a pancake ultra. Um, is there, does it, yeah, well, if you were headed into a race that was flat, what would you do? Um, I would train on the, the same terrain that I'm going to race on. So I don't think there's modifications to the plan necessarily, but I would make sure that I'm doing my workouts and my long runs on terrain that mimics the race course. And that kind of goes for anyone um, or, you know, any train, just practice on what you're going to race on because that'll get your body adapted to that specific stimulus so that when you get into the race, that's, you know, what you've prepared for. So, for example, for Western states, it's a lot more runnable. So I'll do I'll do a lot more, um, not flatter, but like not super hilly trails. And then for UTMB, I switch it up and get on steeper stuff. Um, so it might be the same exact workout, but it looks a lot different because I'm getting ready for the, the terrain I'm on. Um, and kind of specific to a flatter race, I think they're, in some ways they're, they're tougher because you don't ever get a break. So you're always running. So I would just make sure that, you know, you are doing your long runs on something where you're just going to have to keep turning over. So you're not going to get those, those breaks necessarily walking uphill. Um, you may be walking, but it'll be on the flat. So um, just keep that in mind with the, the training. Yeah. Have you ever done a, a really flat race? Mm, oh, Bandera. That was really flat. Okay. Um, Bandera 100K. Um, I mean, it was still trail race, but sure. um, yeah, not. <laughs> I don't know. Chicago, like, you know, Chicago Marathon versus, say, I mean, Big Sur or something like that. I mean, and then people often say that Chicago is harder because you don't get that break. I mean, maybe not harder all the way, but it, it is. It is definitely something to be mentally aware of when you're going into it because that's not, there isn't that time for you to, you know, use gravity to your advantage or, you know, say it's okay that I'm walking up this hill or whatever. Exactly. Um, yep. Having a little variety. Yep. Um, okay, so yes, yeah, so you guys don't get a you don't get a pass, and and but they can train on some hills, right? During the uh, during oh, the yeah, weekday yeah. and no, stuff. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, you can train on hills, and there, I mean, there's hill workouts. You should still do the hill workouts, and it's not like every run has to be pancake flat. Um, just make sure that you are doing you are doing that at some point to to simulate the race. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, okay, this is a question from Melinda. Um, she's not here, uh, but she, she emailed this to us. Um, so she's training in the Texas heat this summer. So she would have been ready. She wouldn't need a sauna. <laughs> um, no, the coolest part of her fun. day is about 80 degrees. So she's getting used to being completely drenched in sweat during every workout. I'm pretty good at running by feel for runs with a set time, but intervals are a different story. I want to push mm -hmm. myself without killing myself. Is there a rule of thumb about adjusting paces in the heat? Uh, for example, if it calls yeah. for a tempo pace and mine is a nine-minute mile, do I slow, slow down to a certain amount in the heat or do I just tough it out since it's only a few minutes? Um, so, again, good point in case of why we don't use pace. So we use effort. 
talking about like tempo effort. So truly like, and I, I, you know, it's hard when you've got those paces set in your head, but don't use them, go off your effort because when it's 90 degrees or hundred degrees, you know, it's going to affect your, your pace. It's going to affect your, your ability to push your body. Um, humidity is going to add another factor to that or another intensity factor. So yeah, definitely modify it, but it should just be off effort. So, I mean, you know, for, I'm just thinking of, for me, I, I can run <laughs> between two, two minutes faster or slower, depending on two minutes per mile faster or slower, depending on the, the climate. So sure. just truly um, use your heart rate or use just your perceived exertion. That's yeah. going to be your best, best bet. Do you look at much at your GPS or do you, do you, first of all, do you wear a GPS on long training runs? And, and, and if you do, how, do, how do you use it? Like, um, I use it as a training log, <laughs> uh -huh. um, because I don't write anything down. Um, so I, I use it, but I don't have it on. It doesn't um, notify me each mile. So oh, okay. I, I usually have, um, on my screen, I have the, um, Usually I have my heart rate and then either time of day or just time of the run. So sure. I'm, I'm really not checking in on it too much. Very rarely do I go back and look at a run um, in terms of paces. I just don't find it to be really um, effective for like, I don't know, knowing about my fitness. It just can create kind of more of a head case than I need. Sure, so sure. I, yeah, I, I do, I do use a heart rate though. Um, to kind of assess where I'm at. That's how I figure out my tempo pace or tempo sure. effort. Um, and then just like, I sometimes just like to lock into what I feel is, is the right effort. And I don't even look at what pace that is. I just, yeah. I just go. So, yeah. and that's taking years to get there. But I think once you can like kind of get that, it's the most powerful tool you can use. That's great. Well, so, so going back to that tempo effort, so if she's going off of effort on a one to 10, what, what do you think of as a temp tempo? Is that, what number would you so assign that? Tempo, I'm going to assign it a marathon effort, marathon, marathon um, pace effort. So think of, and this is why I tell people when they've never run a marathon, it's like, that doesn't matter. Just think of what, it, what is a pace I could sustain for 26 miles. And then think about that as you're running, is this sustainable? And it's, it's race pace, remember? So it's not just like an easy, easy easy marathon. Um, and then just thinking like half marathon, you know, that's going to be a little bit faster. So on a scale of one to 10, you know, we think like VO2 max intervals where you're like pushing your body, that's going to be nine out of nine, eight to nine out of 10. Um, something like a half marathon might be seven, eight. And then probably your marathon might be a seven, maybe just a seven minus. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. So, and it's, you know, everyone kind of rates, their effort a little bit different on that scale, but just kind of think of it like that. And we'll, we'll put an easy run right at a five. Okay, cool. No, I like that. Um, so here's another um, question about pace. Um, let's see here. Okay, um, it's Kirsten asking. And Kirsten, I'm just gonna see if she is on our list. Yes, she is doing a 50 miler. She's doing the Palo Duro, Palo Duro Trail Run in Canyon, Texas. Have you heard of that? I, I haven't. No, okay. All right. I haven't either. There's a lot of races in Texas, though. <laughs> there are. It's a big state. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, so she is um, wants some advice on pacing. She has a goal pace range she wants to be into for race day. Is it a good idea to run some of my long runs at that pace or keep them 
um, as prescribed in the plan. I'm getting, I'm getting tempo and hill running in, but wondering if some of these long runs at race pace would help me or wear me out. So again, and she's on the 50 mile plan. Yeah, I think you want to run it at, in, you don't want to try to do race pace for your long runs. Um, because if you think about it, you're, you're doing stuff during the whole week, right? You're not like tapering and resting leading into this. And so that pace that you're going to run your race, that's going to be a product of all of this work. Um, your body absorbs it. Your fitness is going to be, you know, at the highest point, you're going to be rested you're going to be well-fueled. You're going to have race number on, so you're going to have adrenaline, and that's going to get you to that pace. I think if you try to run your long run like that, um, it's just going to tire you out. Um, there's like what we call no man's land. Um, like it's not an easy run. It's not a tempo run, but it's just too fast um, to be an easy run. And that's kind of the pace I'm envisioning that you would be doing for this, you know, this long run. And I think that's just, not a great idea. So I know that that's hard to think about, like you never running race pace, but just trust that you're, you're doing your intensity workouts faster. And then you're getting the long run. You're getting a long time on your feet race day. You're going to, you're going to know what to do. Your body's going to be so ready. Yeah. So no man's land just to, just to back up. I mean, so that is like kind of, yeah, like you said, it's neither easy enough nor hard enough. It's just kind of that medium, like, oh, I soaked a sports bra, I feel good kind of thing, right? But I didn't yeah, push myself yeah. over the edge, right? Um, mm -hmm. Is there, I mean, there's there's benefit, like health benefit to doing that, but that's a, that's a hard place to increase your fitness level. Is that correct, would you say? Yeah, I would say, and most runners are guilty of that, of yeah, like running. Sure too hard um, on easy days, but yeah, it's there, it's really not, it's really not a good pace to, to run because if you think about it, like you want to go hard on hard days, like that's the goal, like push your body. And then on the easy days, you want to recover. You, you, you don't want that middle ground because it's not really benefiting either end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, so, and I would even say for health reasons or health, you know, yeah. getting, yeah, it, it could help, but it'd still be better to push harder, you yeah, know, like yeah. you want to get vigorous minutes in. So, yeah, I mean, there's certain times where you feel really great and it's okay to push the pace a little bit, but I try to remember like, oh, I feel great. I'm going to take it really easy today. I'm an easy day. So tomorrow when I do my workout, I'm going to feel really great. <laughs> yeah. You got something in the tank. Yeah. To give. No, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. Uh, what about, um, there's, there's two questions about scheduling and I'll read them to you. And if we can explain them, if not, um, like in words, that's great. If we can't, we can, I can go back in and, um, and follow up with a, an email, but, um, Kristen is headed out of town on vacation during weeks 16 and 17 of the 50 mile plan. And she's optimistic about getting in runs and the workouts in, but, um, if there's any advice about which of the workouts she can't miss and which ones wouldn't be deal breakers, they happen to fall by the wayside. So I, I, I'm, you don't have a copy of the plan in front of you. So maybe I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but well, I mean, when you're on vacation, yeah, no, what do you okay. do? Yeah. So what I, what, and I started to actually answer her, but I just figured it'd be easier to say in words than to type sure. this out. So basically you want to get in the key workouts. So if you can get in the, the intensity workout and the long run for the week, that's great. You know, all the other stuff is kind of just maintenance. And I think on a vacation, that's kind of the way to do it because you don't want to try to just force everything out when you've got 
you know, other stuff. You're on your feet all day. You're with your family. So I would say pick those workouts, try to get them in, and then take the other days off. Um, if you get a bonus third day, I would do a strength workout. Okay, great. That's that sounds good. And then two weeks of that's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, hopefully you can run more than twice um, each week, but um, I would prioritize those workouts first and then fit in the rest as you can. As you can. Okay, nice, nice. Um, And then um, uh, Francine has a similar question. Um, Pushing the schedule out for a day for about two to three weeks and then adjusting it back to normal. So, um, So she would rest on Sunday and then do tempo on a Monday and do a long run on a Friday. Um, like to get back on track from doing that, um, would she need to skip a rest day, but she, we don't want her to skip a rest day. Don't skip that. a rest day. So, right. No, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and so you just shifted everything. So yeah. the plan was Monday through Sunday. So you're shifting it back one day. So you're I taking so, yeah. Sunday off. So, um, so that would mean there would be two rest days then, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, so she said she, she doesn't need it quite yet. So maybe yeah, this is a question for the Facebook page, but but off the top of your head. Instead of doing the, the, you know, when you switch back, if you have two rest days in a row, change one of those into cross training um, and then resume the plan. So okay. I would I would take, so say you do your last long run Saturday, you have Sunday off. I would do Monday cross train and then just resume the plan as is. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And um, that's great. And like, and like I said, we can um, also, you know, if you have a specific example and, and you want to like talk through the week or, or a couple weeks, you know, either tag us or Stephanie has office hours as well to, to do that. So, um, yep. well, great. Well, this has kind of been a, a, a brief uh, webinar, which is great. Um, it's summertime. We need to go rest your <laughs> leg and have some lemonade, maybe with a little vodka or something. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, that, no. that will be happening. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. Um, so you're kind of, so you're back here for a while. I mean, if you do get to go to UTMB, when is that race? When would that be? Um, so that's September 3rd, but I usually head over there the end of July. So I need to figure this stuff out soon. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I've got plenty of time. I'm in Bend for the next couple of weeks and I'm really excited. Um, it's just nice to be home. So good. Good. Yeah, and well, thank you everyone for the well wishes. It meant so much to me. I I definitely haven't responded, but I've I've read all messages and just posts on Facebook. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm that's a team. You're welcome. So well, great. Well, keep us posted, and um, in the meantime, we're wishing you the best and hope that you know the best case scenario is going to come out of this, and um, and you get some good time on the water and on your pedals for the next couple of weeks. So. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, and we'll great job to everyone. Everyone training right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Take care, you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Stephanie.